I'm your host, Raza Mughal, and welcome to The Millennial Father on today's episode. The diaper change cool down, I'm starting to get tired, know about postpartum depression, getting used to being a dad. Alright, let's get it. Things have definitely calmed down during weeks three and four when compared to the first two weeks. I have to give props to me and my wife for sticking to the schedule and keeping up with Zia's feeds and diaper changes. It's been hard work. It's hard to consistently drop whatever you're doing and tend to your baby. Like you might be in the middle of watching your favorite television show or you might be watching a basketball game or something and then suddenly you'll hear that squish sound and then it's time again. It's time for another diaper change. Now, this may just be me, but I feel like the inner lazy child in me pops back into my life during these moments and tries to take over. Oh, you don't have to change them now. You can do it later. I bet nobody changed you this often. And then the mature adult thoughts start fighting back and you come to the realization that you better change him because you don't want the baby to get a rash or get sick or something. It's kind of like that good and bad angels routine you'll see in the cartoon shows. Zia has been helping us out as well. His poops have decreased in frequency. Now it's typically two to three times a day. And the rest of his diaper changes are semi-scheduled in. Like every two to three hours we change his diaper and we fit that into the three to four hour interval routine we got going with him. After week two, I returned back to work. Now I am working from home due to COVID-19 so I can help out during the day with small quick tasks like moving things or warming up milk. But I can't do stuff for longer periods unless I'm on my lunch break. So like in order to be focused and ready for work, my wife took over taking care of the baby at night. This worked. I have a sufficient level of energy, but this has been draining on my wife. I think she had an expectation that I'd be able to help out a lot more. Definitely the first few days were exhausting for her and she made sure she communicated that to me. In the evenings, I would help out as much as I could, but I'd get tired too. Like I could help for six to seven hours, but then my wife would have to take over at night again. And this routine was burning us out. Across most cultures, typically when a baby is born, a grandma comes over to help take care of the baby, which gives an opportunity for the mom to recover and relax. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19 for the first couple of weeks, we were instructed that we couldn't have anyone over. So after the two week mark, we did let immediate family hold the baby while wearing masks and after hand sanitizing. But neither me and my wife communicated to our family that, hey, if you have any free time, please come and help us out. I think we both have these personalities where we don't ask for help. And like to the dads out there and the moms listening, don't be like that. The moment you need help, ask for it. With us, what happened was my mom came over on a Friday because she was in the area and she saw that me and my wife were physically deflated. And it wasn't all visual, like we verbally communicated it to her as well that, hey, if you have any free time, please help us. So the following week, my mom and sisters created a rotation in which they came and stayed over at the house to help with the baby. And to be honest with you, it was incredible. We thought it would be hard to train my sisters and we were a little bit worried about burdening them with too much work, but they picked up everything really fast. In fact, 
they not only took care of the baby, but they also helped with cleaning and cooking. This was a well-needed break for us because I was able to focus on my work and I didn't have to worry about whether I was needed to help out with something. And my wife was able to catch up on her sleep. Now that we got a taste of it, we are definitely going to utilize our family and get help in taking care of the baby. It was like sampling cable internet for the first time when you had dial-up at home. It just blew my mind. Without a doubt, majority of the parenting work is done by the mother. Moms have to feed, pump, and physically recover while getting used to taking care of another human being. The drain from all of this stress can be damaging and can lead to a condition called postpartum depression. You'll see pamphlets for this at the hospital and a lot of parenting books talk about this as well. The symptoms for this can be severe and consists of low energy levels, thoughts of harming oneself or the baby, and it needs to be taken very seriously. As a father, you should take on the responsibility of learning the signs of this condition and do proactive activities to help avoid it completely. For me, I regularly ask my wife how she's doing. I know at the time the biggest concern is the baby, but it doesn't hurt to ask. I try to help as much as I can around the house in terms of doing errands. Also, I try to keep an upbeat mood in the house. I try to be loud and happy. Tell your wife all the things you appreciate about her or just talk to her in general like how you would do before having the baby. Another thing I try to do is make sure we go on walks. You both get in some exercise and who knows, you may get some recognition, some street cred from people in your neighborhood. Like the first time we went on a walk with the baby, people stopped us in the neighborhood that never talked to us before and introduced themselves. They asked us about the baby, his name and all that. We kind of felt like celebrities and my biggest takeaway was that the socializing helped us stay in a positive mood. My wife seems happier when she's talking to her siblings, her parents. We have cell phones, which we can use to stay in communication with each other, so you might as well use them. I sometimes tell her to call her family. I've even asked if she wants to go visit anyone. I just want to keep her energy level up and for her to stay happy. It was nice having my mom and sisters over too. They had a good time together, but overall, the mom's energy level is going to go down just make sure to be there for her help her out and keep an eye out for any severe signs of postpartum depression now i'll get into what it's been like for me over the last two weeks even though the diaper changes and feedings have become more scheduled i personally feel less energetic the initial surge in energy from the whole birthing and coming home process has decreased now i've settled into more of a routine i feel like a robot who just changes diapers, warms up milk, and moves around baby items. I know it sounds kind of like a glum perspective on being a father. Perhaps I need to do a better job at keeping my energy level up. A lot of my attention now goes to the baby. Even though I may not be involved with him all the time, I still seem to be thinking about him. It's weird. When I go to pray, I sometimes close my eyes and I'll see flashes of my son's face. I don't think that's happening because I love him so much or that we are so bonded together. I think it's happening because I look at him so much. He just shows up in my thoughts. It's kind of like those illusions or pictures that you stare at for like two minutes and then you close your eyes and you see that image in your brain. I feel like I need to do a better job utilizing my open pockets of time that I get. You know, go on more runs or play more basketball outside. 
I have been exercising, but not anywhere close to the amount that I was doing before. I feel like if this COVID-19 pandemic wasn't happening, going to the gym would have been the ultimate relief. Getting out of the house, lifting some weights, it would have definitely helped keep the energy level up. If you have the opportunity to hit the gym, then go for it. They just recently started opening them up in my area. I believe you have to book an appointment to go. To be honest with you, I don't feel comfortable going right now because to me, it seems like they're still in the experimental stages of it. I know that most of the stress is on the mom, but as a father, I feel like I'm facing some new stressors as well. Managing everyone in the house is a new thing for me. Making sure everyone's doing okay, not just physically, but mood wise, that my wife's feeling fine, that the baby's feeling fine. 100% I'm trying to do more around the house, even more than during the pregnancy. One thing that's new for me or was catching up to me was the social aspect of the father situation. I haven't gone out in a long time other than to the grocery store. During the pregnancy, I would still go visit my family and friends here and there. But now due to the baby and the COVID-19 fear, I stopped doing that as well. Like, yes, people came over, but I didn't go out. I was starting to feel a little cooped up. This past Saturday, my uncle had a little get-together at his house. His son is getting married. It was a pre-wedding party, and that was my first time leaving the house. And it was unusual because I had to game plan for it. Like, I couldn't take my son because there was going to be a lot of people there, and if he wasn't going, then my wife couldn't go either because who was going to take care of him, right? The other adjustment I made was that I planned to go for only an hour to minimize the possibility of me picking up germs. Now to some listeners, this might seem like overkill, like why the hell are you taking so many precautions? My defense is this, when you see your baby, you realize how vulnerable they are. Zia hasn't had the time to build a strong immune system, so I don't want to take the chances. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big yeah, get out there get exposure to germs and build an immune system type of person. Not taking Zia was a direct reaction to the coronavirus situation. And so I went and now as I'm discussing this, I'm realizing that this was my first time attending a social gathering since March. I saw family members I hadn't seen in a while. It was hard not to hug and shake hands, but I didn't. I kept my hands in my pockets and kind of just stuck to a corner and talked to whoever would get close to me. Some people got it, what I was doing. Some people didn't. To be honest, I had no care in the world. I had to do what I thought was right. I just want to point out that my uncle and his family took all the precautions. They gave out masks at the front door and had a hand sanitizer station there too. Within Ontario, you can only have a gathering of 50 people inside and 100 people outside and they were well below these limits. After a couple of hours, I tried to slip out of the party. One of my cousins caught me leaving and gave me food to take home, which was really nice of them to do. And then I did go home. Now, I didn't physically meet people, but people were like patting me on the back and grabbing my arm. So I went home and took off the shirt I was wearing and burned it. No, I'm just kidding. I just washed it and that was that. It was annoying to have all these rules in my head of no touching. But it was a relief to finally go out and socialize. Not sure if other fathers get this, but when I got home, I got the whole, did you miss your son inquiry from my wife. In my head, I was just like, man, am I going to be asked this question all the time? Like, 
the whole reason I came back early from the party was because of him. So clearly I was thinking about him. Now I'm going to emphasize again, my wife is the real MVP. She takes care of the baby a lot more than I do. I'm the towel guy. I run up during breaks and offer the towel. It gets rejected sometimes. Sometimes the towel guy gets yelled at, whatever, that's fine with me. I'm helping too with feeding and diaper changes. However, as mentioned before, I don't at night because of work. So at night, I think my wife's having these battles with the baby and I have no clue what's going on. And this must be frustrating for her because she's having to do all this work and I'm just sleeping, doing nothing next to her. And I think this frustration builds up in her and she just kind of throws me into situations like, here's an example. One night I rolled over and I woke up for a moment. It was one of those moments when you wake up in the middle of your sleep, look around, think about how thirsty you are and knock back out. So I woke up just for that moment and my wife handed Zia off to me and was like, burp him. It was startling, like you've been sleeping and you wake up for a second and the first thing you've been asked to do is burp a baby. It's like, did he actually drink milk or am I aimlessly going to be trying to burp him? Like, is this a punishment or an actual requirement? I've gotten change requests like this, watching him request, putting him to sleep requests. I have no clue what time it is. I just know it's dark outside and I'm half asleep taking care of a baby. I've made eye contact with my wife in the middle of the night and she's said, you smell. I don't know if that's meant for the baby or for me. I just go back to sleep with a lower self-esteem. Anyways, enough about me. Let's get into the progress of the baby. From weeks two to four, the main physical change I observed in Zia was his weight gain. His cheeks got fuller and he fits into his clothes better. He's moved on from the newborn baby clothes and now wears only zero to three month outfits. During this time, me and my wife got curious about his weight and decided to measure him. Now, I know there are changing pads out there that have scales built into them, but we didn't have that. So we had to come up with an alternative way of getting this task accomplished. One technique we used was the scale with and without method. Basically, I stood on the scale without the baby and then stood on the scale with him and then did the math. Now our scale goes up by half pounds. So we had to do a lot of rounding using this way and we weren't getting an exact enough number for our liking. So we had to come up with another way and we did. What we did was we used a luggage scale on our baby. There was a clip at the end of the scale that we wedged into his clothes. Then we lifted him up. It was kind of like we were weighing a fish. Now my wife was supporting his neck and we had a pillow underneath as a safety precaution. And doing this, we were able to get a more accurate reading of his weight. We had to guesstimate the weight of his clothes though. And we subtracted that out. Obviously having the changing pad with the scale built into it would be the best way to get this job done. But my thing is how often are you going to be checking your baby's weight? I guess it depends on each parent and how closely they want to be monitoring this. There are two reasons I didn't get the changing pad with the scale built into it. One, I knew if I had it, I'd be checking my baby's weight daily and I'd end up stressing myself out. And two, I had already bought a regular change pad when I discovered that you can buy ones with scales built into them. Anyways, going back to the weight, we were pretty happy with the progress and it gave us confidence that we were doing a good job. In terms of his temperament, Zia is now calmer. He cries less during diaper changes 
and even during baths. If your baby cries a lot during baths, here's a technique that might help you out. Give them a massage before the bath. The first time we did this with Zia, it was the first time that he didn't cry during the bath. I think it helps the baby relax and it helps build a trust with the parent. All right, and that's all, folks. I just want to remind listeners that the podcast comes out every two weeks. I was trying to do it every two Sundays, but, you know, you're a parent and it's hard to keep up with the schedule. Please follow the podcast and please follow the blog at www.themillennialfather.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.